welcome back to another episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So in this week's episode, we're chatting with Braun Hansborough, who is affectionately known as the Flower Guy Braun, that's the name of his company, and we're talking all about style shoots from a florist perspective, which I'm really excited about. We chat about how florists pay for the shoot, to working with photographers, to helping guide them to get the shots that they need to sell the look. It really is an interesting episode, and I hope you guys like it. So the Flower Guy Braun creates bespoke design and styling experiences for weddings and events of all types. I will preface this com- uh, this podcast with, with Braun's audio is a little low, so you're going to have to turn it up to hear him. Um, we had a little difficulty in the beginning recording. Um, his setup wasn't working, so he had to use a different kind of um, headphone. So I apologize in advance, but the content is great. I know you guys are going to love it. You just got to turn the volume up a bit. Sorry about that. So a few announcements before we begin is that we've officially changed our company name. We are now Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so pumped about it. I finally feel like me in person and online, and the response you guys have been giving me has been incredible. So thank you so much. Uh, you can visit JanaeKirshner.com now, and you can see the updated site and our new look and our amazing new logo. I love it. It's so good. So I hope you guys like it too. Also, if you love today's show, I would love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Apple Podcasts is the most popular, so that would be my first recommendation. This will help new listeners find us, and I would really appreciate your kind words. So don't forget to leave us a review after you're done listening. Also, I've got some speaking announcements to make, which is really exciting. I'm chatting and speaking at the Hybrid Co. this March in San Diego. Woohoo! I'm so pumped. I'm going to be hosting my very own breakout class all about what else, how to start a podcast. So I'm really excited. I'm thrilled to be part of this wonderful conference. I've gone before two times as an attendee, and this time I'm going back as a speaker, which is really, really full circle for me, and I'm very excited and honored. Hybrid Co., if you don't know, is a wedding photography and sort of baby photographer, lifestyle, family photographer for people who shoot film and digital, which is exactly what I do. So the lineup is incredible. The speakers are amazing. And if you haven't gone, you should check it out. Um, You can visit www.thehybridco.com to find out more. And if you want to fly to California and see me there, you can save $50 off your ticket when you use the code Kirshner at checkout. I hope you guys can come. So be sure to visit us online at www.twgna.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. All right, you guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, friends. I'm super excited to talk to you about my favorite new email marketing platform. It's called Flowdesk. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I like things to be easy, pretty, um, super friendly, and this platform is exactly what I needed to take my email marketing to the next 
level. So I joined a few months ago, and if you're on my email list, I hope you are, that's what you've been receiving over the last few months. They are beautiful templates, so easy to create, and the open rates are incredible. So I wanted to let you guys know about Flowdesk because I, if you sign up using my link, you can get in on their beta deal right now. And that deal is $19 a month forever, no matter how big your list gets, which is incredible because other service providers charge you for the amount of users that you have subscribed. So you guys got to check out Flowdesk. There's a link in the show notes and I know you're going to love it. So enjoy and happy email marketing. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys here. We've got a wonderful guest on the line. Bron, can you say hi? Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here to chat today. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you here. I'm so pumped. But before we begin, uh, let's introduce yourself to our audience. Let them know um, all about you, your business, and how you got started. Yeah, certainly. Well, I'm so excited to be here to share a little bit of my story and some things that I've learned throughout the industry and my experience here. But I am the flower guy, Braun. And that name came about after years of being just known as that guy who does flowers. And I thought it would be nice to incorporate my name into my business. And so that's where that came about. But for many years before becoming a florist, I was an educator. And I've learned throughout my speaking engagements that many event professionals are are or were at some point an educator. So I, we shared that in common. And I used those experiences dealing with people. And I've taken those experiences and created a very lovely business here in the city of Richmond, Virginia, where we offer bespoke floral and event design services. We're very intuitive in nature. We listen very carefully so that we're able to produce the vision that our clients have. And so that's a little bit about me. I like to travel. I like to speak all across the country and sharing tidbits of knowledge that I've picked up along the way. And so I couldn't be more excited about being with you to share um, some things that I know and that I've learned that might help our listeners out. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so we had another guest, my friend Angela Newton-Roy. She's a guest of the show, and she lives in Richmond, Virginia. So I wonder if you guys know each other. That's really exciting. What, what was her name again? Angela Newton-Roy. She's a, she was a wedding photographer, but now she's doing interiors. Mm-hmm. So small world, fun. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so let's yeah. talk about today's topic. I'm really excited. Um, we're going to talk and dive into all about styled shoots. And this has like been a hot button topic on the podcast, like how I feel about them and uh, why or why you shouldn't do it. So I want to hear, you know, your take, like your opinion on investing in them. What do you think? Yeah, you know, that, that is such a, a big topic in our industry right now. And everyone's chattering about it. I know that when I entered the market um, probably about five or six years ago, um, style shoots were all the rage. Everyone was doing a style shoot and businesses were doing them monthly. So it seemed and you know, the big push about style shoots at that time was being featured. Everyone wanted to be featured. Style Me Pretty, Martha, and any other, you know, popular publication was highly sought after by most event professionals that were doing style shoots. But what we've seen is a shift in our industry where people aren't doing quite as many style shoots as you probably know, Janae. Style shoots are not inexpensive, and they're not not time-consuming. They require quite a bit of time and dedication to pull them off successfully. 
So we've seen a sharp decline in people doing style shoots with the intent of being published. But I have a little bit of a different philosophy on style shoots. I do them as often as I see fit. However, making sure that I, I maintain an element of creative control and that I have to only be creating content that I can use to sell. For me, the goal is not about being published. Now, is it a, a nice perk to be published? Of course it is for bragging rights and for street credibility. But overall, for me, if I cannot sell it, then I do not do it. And so for me, I, I see South Street as an opportunity to create meaningful content for my business to sell. And that's the difference. I think for me, the reason why I see the value in it is because if there is something that I'd like to bring to the market that doesn't quite exist, I am able through a style shoot to be able to create the content with other creatives and then now use that as marketing material for direct sales. And for me, it's been very successful. So we do probably a maximum of three to four style shoots a year. And that's on the, on the higher end being four. Typically, it's probably somewhere around two to three. Um, we do them with select vendors that we have a track record of performing with and that have similar aesthetics so that then we're all using that marketing material and we're able to cross-sell each other's services very easily. So that's my philosophy. If you're doing it simply for the fact of being published, I mean, you know, that's not really hard to do these days. There's so many different avenues to get your work out there into the public. Um, but for me, again, I reserve style shoots to create content to sell. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that as a wedding photographer, you know, a style shoot isn't what they used to be. Like they, it's harder to get featured because there's so much, there's, I feel like there's a lot less avenues because, you know, um, Stanley Pretty went down and then they came back and all the, you know, the nod and Martha, it feel like it's like a more uh, select range of blogs or publications. So you want to have something that really stands out. And if it doesn't get featured, I love your philosophy of being like, well, I'm going to use this to sell. I feel like that's how I look at them now too. It's like, do I want mm -hmm. to attract this person who's going to like that? And is she going to hire me or are they going to hire me? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So three to four a year, that's, that's actually sounds like a lot. Yeah, you know, um, I, I exist in a ballroom kind of culture where, you know, the majority of our work is, is going to be featured in a large ballroom. And with that, I have to be mindful of season, seasonal changes and just shifts in trends in our industry. And so by doing two to three a year at the minimum, I'm able to always have content that is on trend and right in your face and what clients are looking for when they're looking at Bride Lux Magazine or Grace Lamond or Muna Lucci or InStyle or Martha even. So as I'm looking at trends evolve and change throughout the season and throughout the year, I always want to make sure that I have some content to show for people to connect with my work and they can see the continuity between the services that I offer in my design style and what they're seeing nationally and internationally. So it's an opportunity for me to make sure that I'm on trend and ahead of the curve in some cases, um, especially um, standing out in my local market. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So you mentioned that you like to have the creative control. Does that mean putting the vendor team together or the overall design aesthetic of the shoot? Yeah. 
Well, what that so I'm I'm totally collaborative, and I don't want it to come across as if I'm a tyrant in these situations. Oh, no. However, yeah, you know. However, I do know everyone's time is valuable, but I also know the work, the creativity, and the labor involved from a florist perspective, especially when you're not just showing up and just dropping off flowers. In most cases, um, you know, of course, we're ordering the flowers, we're processing the flowers. We're designing the flowers, we're delivering and setting up the flowers for these shoots. So there's quite a bit of an investment there from my from my end of the of the of the team. So with that investment, I feel like it's only fair that I have that I'm at the table when certain decisions are made aesthetically. Um, so whether it's overall color palette based on trends, whether it's Pantone color of the year or some variation of that, you know, those are the conversations that are meaningful for me to be a part of and to contribute to, to make sure that the flowers that we're designing align with the table decor and the details and all the other elements of the shoot so that we have something that's cohesive. And you don't just have, you know, this person doing that. And I know a lot of times there's a planner, there's a florist, there's a photographer, and other people that are playing styling roles. And so I just always want to make sure that, that um, those lines are clear, um, even if they're blurred, hopefully they're blurred you know, with the same vision in mind. And I just, I just have to be either in control of the details or a, a major part of that conversation and decision-making for it to be worth my while. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I've been burned a few times for style, oh shoot, for style shoots. <laughs> I show up and I'm like, this is not what I signed on for. This and is not what we talked about. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, I can't, and I, you know, for example, you know, we'll show up with what would retail to be a six or $700 centerpiece and, you know, I'm like, well, who chose these lemons? Like, this, this doesn't work. Or, you know, why was this the chair option? Or why was this the drape option? You know, so I have to make sure that I'm on top of things because, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily always see big picture. Right. And me being not just a florist, but also an event designer, I'm able to, to see the bigger vision for the, product, for the end product. And so, you know, I just, I just feel like I need to be a part of that conversation. And you shouldn't be ashamed going into a style shoot, being pretty transparent about what your role needs to look like. Um, everyone has a role to play, but everyone has to have that thing that they get out of it to make it worth it for them, worth, worth the investment money and the investment in time. So don't be shy about making it clear what you have to get out of it. Um, and I know I've, um, I now work with uh, several wonderful photographers um, that know exactly the angles. I call them the money shots that I need from everything I do. So, you know, after, after kind of creating those conditions with, with vendors, you know, people will know what you're looking for. Um, but if they don't and you don't have a track record with these vendors, then it's your responsibility to speak up and say, these are the angles I need. These are the details that I need. These are, you know, the, the, these are the specific things that make this shoot good for me. Right. Exactly. No, I love that. It's awesome. It's really good advice. And I think being, even if you're new, like if you guys are listening and you're just starting out and you're new, you know, don't be afraid to say, I don't like that color or this is what I'm going for, or even to bow out of a shoot. You know, I think it's better not, not to waste your time, you know, on something that let's say you're light, bright and airy and it's going to be dark and moody, you know, like it's totally not your aesthetic. So I don't know. I was burned with a shoot where it was so out there and colorful. And I was like, I'm never going to use this on anything. So like it, for me, it's never seen the light of day, but <laughs> you know, I was like, it was fun making connections, but 
you know, was, yeah. was it a win for me? So what about you were talking about your approach with photographers? And I love that, that you're so involved with giving direction or at least suggestions to the photographer. So how do you get the photographer to work with you? Do they, do they come to you or do you pitch them? Yeah, so typically at this point in my career, most photographers do approach me about participating in style shoots. And, and that took, it took several years to get to that point. Um, before then, I was probably usually being brought in by the planner themselves. Um, but at this point, I do have many photographers who reach out directly. Um, and I think it's because they have either seen something and connected in my work and want to kind of be a part of what I have going on, which is, which is very flattering. Um, however, you know, I see photographers, and I think what attracts them to me again is the fact that I see photographers as the most important person in, in, in most uh, events that I work in outside of my client. Um, and in some cases, even more important than my client because the pictures are so super important and all we have to show for the hard work that we put into our craft. So I value my photographers. I value every photographer that has ever picked up a camera because what you all do is create the conditions for me to be great. And so I, I put that out there and I put that energy out there in the collaborative, um, the collaborative feel that I, I want everyone to feel when they work with me. So, you know, I, even though I do like to maintain an element of creative that word um, very loosely, um, but, you know, I think it's important to have transparent conversations about the look that you're attempting to get and then making sure that you align yourself with a photographer who's capable of making that happen. You may have a best friend who's a photographer. You may have a preferred vendor who is a photographer. But then the shoot that you're producing, that, that doesn't align with the work that they, that they do. So it's important that you align your shoots um, aesthetically with the photographer who can capture it um, as full as you, as you need it to be captured. So, you know, I'm, I'm very close with my photographers. I'm very I'm transparent with my photographers. Um, I'm very, um, you know, hands-on while allowing the photographer to still be great and do what they do well, but knowing that I'm a perfectionist and they're a perfectionist and we all have to make sure that we get out of this shoot what we need to market and sell. So, you know, it's all about collaboration and kindness and respecting the per person's craft, but also managing expectations throughout the experience as well. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I definitely would love to do a shoot with you. It sounds like you'd be a wonderful be partner. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I, it's all about trying to make everyone's life easier. You know, for me, when I'm doing a style shoot, and I've only done a couple when I was actually um, the, the lead behind every aspect of it. But, you know, things as is, is simple as, you know, being considerate of the timing and the timeline and what makes the most sense for the photographer looking, lighting around and how can we stage things so that they're in the same vicinity so that, you know, you're not having to trek for miles on a golf cart to try to figure stuff out. You know, how can we make this easy so that you can tap into your creative space and do your photography things that, you know, none of us really know. Like we get in our own rabbit holes of our services we have no clue what it takes for another vendor to be their best creative self. And so whatever we can do to foster that type of relationship and that type of energy only benefits everyone in the long run. 
Yeah, totally. I love that. So let's talk about money and flowers. I feel like the flowers, the florist, you guys have, you usually have the biggest bill (laughs) for the shoot. Tell me about it. I know. So, so let's talk about it. Like, do you, do you write it off? Do you ask for money from the team? Do you say this is an investment for my business? I mean, what are your, what do you do? Well, I think I don't have a one, one way of going about it. I think I, I kind of take each situation um, and, and analyze it a little differently based on the group's needs and based on my individual needs and abilities. So um, I'll give you a couple of different scenarios. <clears throat> Excuse me. So say, for example, we have um, a, 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 a planner who's trying to build her portfolio. Um, she doesn't have, she or he doesn't have, um, you know, as big of a grasp on the on the local market as she, she or he is trying to develop. And, you know, you don't have a working relationship with the person. In those, <coughs> excuse me, in those cases, I tend to maybe not consider that as a great opportunity for me in most cases because of the caliber of work that we work at and because of the vendors that we typically work with I, I am leery to make that type of time investment and financial contribution um, to a vendor that does not necessarily have the track record of hitting it out of the ballpark every time. Right. So either, either I'm, I'm going to be leery about taking the opportunity or that is going to be an opportunity where I will charge um, for the flowers. Okay. Um, be- because I, I have to make sure that if, if the pictures aren't going to be fabulous and aren't going to be either you able to be used for um, my marketing purposes, then I have to be compensated fully for my time and, and my, um, my product. Now, if it's a group of vendors where we have a constant referral um, relationship where, you know, this person is sending me, you know, multiple clients a year and I'm referring multiple clients to them, then I don't see why we can't do that. Um, at cost, um, and I would absorb the cost of the flowers um, because I know that it's an investment, it's a marketing investment in my business. Um, And then there are opportunities where I've been approached by planners and the planner says, excuse me, I want to cover the bill for flowers. And of course, you know, those those are few and far between, but very much appreciated because what people don't take into consideration is the time that goes into the flowers beforehand. The mm-hmm. time we all have time is money. So when that happens, I'm always very elated and try to make it worth that vendor's while as much as I can while trying to extend <clears throat> extend their budget and get as much bang for the buck as I can for them. So those are three different scenarios. Either I see it as not that great of an opportunity and I decline it, or I'll charge for the product or then in some cases, people will, will front the money for flowers, or then I'll front the money for flowers. But it all depends on the opportunity. Yeah, I love that. That's great to know that you have a couple different <clears throat> avenues that you're thinking about. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. Thank you, Bron, for being here. I really appreciated you coming on the show. I had so much fun. Again, I'm sorry about the audio, you guys, but the content's there, and he gave some really, really good tips and advice, and I hope you guys liked it. If you want to say hi to Bron and see more of his work and say hello online, you can visit him at www.theflowerguybron.com. 
and he's the same on all his social media handles which makes it really easy i'm going to list all this information in the show notes so you guys can just click on it and check out his work and say hello and let him know you listened to the episode don't forget if you can leave us a review i would really appreciate it apple podcast is the best and i can't wait to read it thank you guys and i can't wait to share our next cup of tea together bye